This is Success Beyond the Score, giving insights and tips to help you learn how to build your music career from the best in the field by Millicent Stevenson. Millicent is a multi-award winning saxophonist and endorser of Harry Hartman's Fiber Reads. She is currently serving on the Executive Committee of the Musicians' Union. With over 40 years experience in the creative industry, Millicent has honed her performance and business skills. She provides personal development training and coaching via her online platform, successbeyondthescore.com. Today, the topic is, does your music have the juice to pull a crowd? This is so important. I think this is a really, really good topic because um, I think it was just about a couple of weeks ago, um, a promoter contacted me and they said, look, I am looking for someone to headline my show. Do you know anyone? And I was like, what type of musician you're looking for? And they described the kind they were looking for. I thought, hmm, interesting. Who do I know, apart from myself, <laughs> who do I know? that they could book, that people would want to see, because that is what they were looking for. They wanted to put someone on their flyer, someone local, someone in the West Midlands. They didn't want to travel too far. Yes, they could go abroad. Yes, they could go to London. Uh, you know, they wanted local. And I couldn't think of anyone. Now, I'm sure when you're watching this, you're going to say, pick me, pick me. <laughs> They've already got sorted. But it's good to know that people are there, but I couldn't think of anyone. I've been to so many gigs, so many places. I know many singers, I know many musicians, but who could be that starlight for their show? Really, really difficult. Now, one of the markers of being that kind of headliner starlight, and I mentioned headline last week, is that you have a fan base. And maybe you don't like that word fan base, maybe you like the word followers. But you need to have people you can bring because they're promoters. And that was not only the other, I can think of other promoters who book me because I can bring people. Because let's face it, promoters are in it to make money and entertain. They want to make sure that entertainment makes money for them. So it's no use them booking you and you can't bring anybody. They'd be like, that is not business sense. If you remember yesterday, I said one of my topics is that musicians must apply business to their music for it to grow. And this is what promoters do. They're thinking about the pounds and pence and how that show can generate good time for the audience. But you got to get an audience there. So I'm going to give you some reasons why it's important for you to have a crowd, to have a fan base, to have followers. Now, certainly for me, when I was starting out, I didn't have followers. I didn't have a crowd. I didn't have social media. I have zero, 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 zero. And I had to grow that over time. But at the early stages, I, maybe like you, was just really interested in getting on the stage, performing, doing a great job, people saying you did well, worrying about the mistakes, as we do, correcting the mistakes and getting better. And that was it. That's all you want to do. But if you want to make it in the music industry, apply business, you need a fan base, you need people around you. Now, 
Before I go into that, I just want to remind you, if you're new here, I'm Millicent Stevenson. This is my podcast, Success Beyond the Score. This is season three. This is episode two. And I have some free gifts. I've got two, actually. One's called The 25 Secrets of the Successful Gigging Musician, Singer, Rapper and Spoken Word Artist. And the other one is called How to Get Paid in Advance. Now, if you go over to my website... If you're good at multitasking, you can do that now while you're listening to me and watching me. Or to do it later, it's www.successbeyondthescore.com forward slash free gifts. Okay, so let me just go back to um, what I was saying. I stumbled across the whole concept of a fan base. Like I said, I was just interested in getting on stage, playing and getting booked. It was ministry and eventually I said, well, it's ministry, but it's also I want to earn from it. And we'll come to the pay thing in a couple of episodes to come. But I didn't really understand this concept of fan base. Now, I stumbled across it when, one, I created my first CD. And within six months, I'd broken even. That meant all the money I'd put in to making the CD, and it was a good two and a half K to do it, I broke even in six months, which is phenomenal. And I thought, wow, that's good. People like my music. I didn't think they would. Oh my gosh, I'm surprised. The next time I came across a concept of a fan base is when I put on my first show called Not Just Jazz. This is probably in reverse mode. No, it isn't. I think it's in the right way. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, I called my show Not Just Jazz because I played different styles of music, reg rock, uh, reggae, jazz, pop, blues, gospel. And I put on my first show and I thought I'm going to not book a big place. I'm just going to book a small place. It was like a 60-seater. This is a few years ago, maybe seven, seven or eight years ago. And I thought, I'll never get that filled. I mean, mum's going to come. My family might come, my husband will come, my kids will come. <laughs> I'll get the band there. <laughs> and I advertised. And I kid you not, I had about a eight or 12 week lead up and it was panic stations at the beginning. But by the time it got to two weeks out, I'd sold out of tickets and there was a waiting list. And the venue said we can squeeze another 20 chairs in full capacity, 80 people. That was the beginning of my show. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the show in another episode. But in the context of this, people came to watch me. And I'm like, oh, my life. So I then thought, well, how can I get this repeat? Because every year I put on Not Just Jazz. And every year my venues got bigger and bigger and, and I got people there. And so I had to learn the technique of having a fan base and growing a fan base. So let me tell you something about fan base. This is the reason why you need to have a fan base. These are people who love you. They love what you do. And they're going to buy your merch like my t-shirts, my hoodies, my CDs. They buy it. What's the benefit of that? Well, as a musician, you need income. You need that kind of passive income that comes through without too much hard work. Of course, if you're going to get CDs made, you've got to go to the shop and you've got to decide on your logo and all that kind of thing. So you put that upfront work, but you need to be able to sell it. To sell it, you need to have people who are going to buy it. And the people who are going to buy it are people who love what you do. They are your followers. They are your fan base. The second reason for having a fan base is this. They become your ambassadors because... They're going to wear your merch and it's advertising. I remember having someone um, when we had another business on their car, they had the logo on their, their wheels. And it was brilliant. That was a great way of advertising. 
I must probably do that for my music. Hmm. Um, but they are your ambassadors and they are going to recommend you to people. I cannot tell you the amount of times I've had people call me. In fact, in my inbox now, I have someone inquiring if I can come and do a wedding. I was recommended. I have people call me up. They want to book me. I was recommended. They get recommended through my fan base and also to my previous bookers and promoters. But my fan base are great. I remember doing a funeral and someone came up to me and said, oh, I gave your name to so-and-so and so-and-so. I said, oh, did you? You are the person who got me that job. Yes. Fan base are great. And the third thing, which is really connected to the second, is networks. Your fan base have a group of people, not just people who want you to perform, but people who might want a musician to come and read a story to children or a musician to come and perform at a particular venue or a musician to come and talk about what it's like being a musician. Their networks. And so having your fan base will help you to get work. I think that's the bottom line. It's going to help you to get work and it's helped you to bring in income. Now, do bear in mind with that third option why it's a little bit different to being an ambassador. When someone connects you into their network, they're taking a risk. They're only going to connect you into their network if they know you can do the job. I remember doing an event in Nottingham and at the end of the event, I was waiting for my husband to come with the car and I was chatting to this person. We just got chatting and he began to tell me about what he did and international work that he does. He said he could help me out with this international connection. I thought, ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> so we changed numbers, kept in contact. And you know what? Things really, really worked out until COVID. <laughs> And everything was up, which was a shame. But this person took a risk and they checked me out and they thought, yes, I want to help this person. Having a fan base is also knowing for record labels, they want to know you have a fan base. They want to know you've already got people following you or else they're not going to put money into you. Because nowadays, gone are the days when someone will see you sing a note and go, right, I'm going to book you. I'm going to put my money into you. I'm going to share my networks. I'm going to distribute your music. I'm going to put you on the biggest stages. Now, the only way to get that is if you do something like X Factor or anything like that. Um, and then it's only one person can get that. But in your day to day, labels will not take you on unless you've got a lot of stuff already working for you. It's just the way the market is. So having a fan base is a mark of your credibility. And before I go any further, again, I should have said, I was so excited to get talking and I forgot to say, if you've got any questions, please put them in the chat. Um, there's a, like a little bit of a delay. So I can see the chat here, but it takes maybe a minute or two to get to me. So please beaver away, throw your questions in and I'll probably jump on my phone as well. Let's have a look. Oh, right. Yes, I can see on my phone that a question's come through, but let me just finish what I'm saying and then I'm going to come to that. So like having a fan base is a mark of credibility. It makes you bookable. I've had people book me because they know I can bring people with me. And like I said, the big players, they're going to want you on their bill. They're going to want to invest in you because you've got people already. You've cultivated people already. Now then, let me have a look at my chat. Okay. Oh, message from Wellbeing Sophia. Can you talk about how to get more people to attend events? 
I'm looking for tips on increasing attendance without harassing everyone I know. <laughs> that is really funny. Oh my gosh, harassing everybody, you know, tips for getting people, more people to attend. Well, look, if you're the musician and you don't have direct contact with a group of people, your fan base, it's going to be kind of hard. So you are going to be harassing people. But really what you should be doing is when people say, I like your music and where are you playing next? And have you got a CD? And when people start asking questions like that, you know you are on the road to fan basing and sorting things out. Honestly, you are. And you really want to be keeping in contact with them. That's a key thing. How are you going to keep in contact with them? Well, you need to have an email list. I don't do email. Okay, well, maybe if they are happy to give their phone number to you, you could store it in your phone. Now, big, big, big caveat, GDPR in the UK, it's all about data protection and you've got to go check that out to make sure how you are running your business because once you start to collect names and addresses, the law kicks in. So it's very, very important that that person says, yes, I actually want to do this. And in fact, it's better that you give them a link that they tap onto. And on that, it says, I'm happy to give you my details. And yes, I want to subscribe to your mailing list. You really need to have something like that in place. Um, so that can be email list. If you want to go on the phone route, you can, but make sure you've got that set so set that say so from them. And then you really want to start keeping in contact with them, you know, and that's sort of regular newsletters and stuff. Of course, even if you have a fan base, you don't want to be harassing them. But I'll tell you what you can actually do if you're interested in a course on how to create a fan base. I would love for you <clears throat> to grab one of my free gifts and that will help you to get onto my email and let me know that you're interested in that. You can email me directly at info at millicentstevenson.com. If you're on my mailing list, I can just shoot out something and you can just contact me. That's the way I keep in contact with you. So please think about that. You know, having that list of people, Sophia, that love your music and you can contact them and let them know about that. I hope that answers your question. I notice you've put another question. Are followers on social media really fans? Hey, hey. Good, good, good question. Let me just say something about that. Many of us will go down the route of TikToks, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. WhatsApp and Telegram's a little bit different because that's sort of direct. But when it comes to social media and places like that, many of us will work to have large numbers. YouTube, because I'm on YouTube, and obviously we work to have large numbers. And that's quite good, nice. But the problem with social media is you do not have direct contact to the people who have clicked to subscribe to your channel, to follow you, who like your post. Who owns the emails? The platform, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, all of them. All of them own it except you, which means when you put up a post today, tomorrow, or yesterday, depending on how you structure that post, it will get out to some people. 
And depending on the flavor of the month for the social media platform and what it is they're trying to achieve in terms of people being on the platform, engaging on the platform, your post may not go out to everybody. So let's say you have arbitrary number, not saying you do, not trying to insult you. Let's just say you have 50 people on your social media and you put a post up. I kid you not, if you look at it, you'll see maybe three people have read it. One heart, 10 hearts. But you will get a message from the social media platform saying, boost this post. They want you to spend a little bit more money on the platform to boost the post. It's business. It's their business. That's fine. You're on the platform for free, advertising yourself for free. So they want you to spend money on advertising. You may not have that money. That is fine. But you do not have access to the email. So you cannot send out an email to those people directly saying, hey, I got a gig. Come here. So the answer really is social media followers, yes, are kind of the people who like what you do or interested in what you do and will follow what you do. But they're not the people you can get direct access to. And saying that, it's triggered another thought in terms of your first question. You know, there are different types of fans, I should say, different types of fans. Let's assume you don't have an email list. That means you don't have no way of contacting those people. Those people are going to be your friends, your family and your colleagues. And of course, you can't be bothering them all the time if they're not interested. The ones who say they are interested are the ones you can contact a little bit more. Get them onto your mailing list, then you're off to the races. But even when you're off to the races, there's still stages that people go through. You get fans who are just following you. They like to receive your emails. That's fine. They'll read it when they have time. That's fine. But then you've got the people who will come to a gig. Now, that's a different type of fan. They're more engaged with you. They've got a bit more skin in the game. These are the kind of fans who will probably buy a CD or buy a T-shirt. That's fine. But then you have the super fans. They are the ones who buy everything you have, will come everywhere you are going, keep in touch with you, tell people about you. They're loyal, you know, and you have to grow your fan base and cultivate people along that sort of funnel, along that sort of journey. And then at the very extreme, you've got the stalkers. <laughs> They're the super fans gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the ones who expect that you should reply to their emails. Hopefully you will have none of them. <laughs> but I hope that really helps. So if you're understanding the type of fans, you might find that when you are actually pushing out and telling people about your events, the people you are talking to are somewhere on that continuum. You know, they're probably just at the earlier stages of like what you do, just want to know some information from time to time. And the ones that will actually say, oh, yeah, yeah, let me know when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, unless they are fobbing you off, <laughs> hopefully they're not, are the more engaged fans and then you've got your super fans and then the ones you don't need to know. Anything else I need to tell you about fans? Not much more really, unless you've got a question. Also, if you've just tuned on, just to remind you that I have free gifts, absolutely free, go along to www.successbeyondthescore.com slash free gifts and you can get one of two or both, which are... 25 Secrets of the Gigging Musician, Singer, Rapper and Spoken Word Artist. And How to Get Paid in Advance. I keep saying that. I'm sure it's a different title, but you'll know when you get there. <laughs>
Yes. It's 10 reasons why they will pay you before gig day. I should know the title correctly, shouldn't I? I don't know. Too much stuff going on. Too much stuff going on. Let's just see if there's any more questions. Michael Stevenson, what about that logo on your t-shirts? <laughs> well, this logo is my Not Just Jazz logo. Very proud of it. It's got the sax on there. And um, just a bit of a design that we came up with a few years ago. It was just a bit of merch, like I mentioned before, something to sell to my fans. And it's good to have merch when you're doing your own show. Sometimes when you're not, when you're doing other shows and having it there and selling it. It's a great way to make income. It's a great way to get the word out about you. People will wear it, advertise it. In fact, on the back. Let me just see if you can see the back. There you go. Twisting my spine. I think it should say music for the soul, millicentstevenson.com. So that was my music website, which is actually in the YouTube link if you want to go and check out what I do musically. It's great to have them. I have them in three colours, black, red and grey. I don't think I've got much left now. <laughs> but that's what it is, Michael. I hope that helps with your question. Okay, well, listen, I said I'd be on here for 15 minutes. It's been a little bit longer than that. I hope you've really enjoyed it. I hope that you've learned something about why you should have a fan base, why you should cultivate them. And I've just realized you might not be able to, I'll just show you the back of my hoodie, get my t-shirt because I'm just looking at my phone and it's a little bit lower. There you go. Hope you can read it. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> Now, listen, if you have any more questions, because I'm going to sign off, please leave them in the chat and I will check back and I will comment and you'll get that back. Also, please share this episode if you really enjoyed it. I hope you did. Like it. That'd be great because it helps with my social media on YouTube. I'm trying to grow my YouTube channel. So that's really cool. And best of all, subscribe. And I will notify you of my next episode, which is tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow, I am going to be speaking about why musicians get killed by sound. So I'm going to be talking about why you really should have your own PA system or sound equipment, things like that. Even if you're not technically minded, it's good to know because at one stage or the other, I'm sure you're going to get someone who's booking you saying, do you have your own PA system or can you bring in your own PA system? And you'll get that if you're doing pub gigs, if you're doing weddings, if you're doing funerals church events, birthday parties, you know, events like that, you're going to get people asking you about bringing something in or you might choose to bring your own in. I'm going to talk about that as well. Lovely having your presence with me. Thank you very much. And I have a free booklet called Revealed, 25 Secrets of the Successful Gigging Musician, Singer, Rapper and Spoken Word Artist. And you can get that on www.successbeyondthescore.com. Dot com.